Welcome to the Crash Course Marketing Academy podcast. If you're thinking of starting a small business, you're already running one, or you're responsible for marketing a small business, you've come to the right place. Join us weekly as Crash Course Marketing Academy founder Gayla Zoes helps you make sense of today's mind-boggling array of marketing options. So sit back, relax, and get ready to cut through the confusion because the Crash Course Marketing Academy podcast is starting now. Hey, everybody. Gayla here. Welcome to episode 19 of the Crash Course Marketing Academy podcast. This week is a Marketing 101 week, which means I'll be interviewing somebody I know who offers marketing-related products, services, or advice. The goal is for you to learn the basics so you can be a smart buyer. Now, today's episode is about a form of paid media that you might not know about, and that is running ads in neighborhood magazines. A lot of you might not even know what a neighborhood magazine is, and that's why I wanted to bring Randy Daly on the podcast. I've known Randy for more than a decade, and several of my clients have chosen to advertise in his publications. Randy works for a company that produces magazines that are printed exclusively for affluent neighborhoods all over the country. What I think you'll find most interesting about this conversation is that it might challenge your preconceived notions about the viability of print media in this online age. It's a fun conversation, so let's listen in. Hey, Randy, how are you doing? Hey, Gayla, I am excellent. Awesome. Thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today. I'd like to start out with with a little information about you for our listeners uh, who may not know you, people here in Middle Tennessee know you as the guy who sells ads for N2 Media, and that's a company that produces some of Middle Tennessee's biggest neighborhood magazines. Randy, tell us a little about a little bit about the company and what you do for N2. Well, great. Uh, N2 is a is a company that all over the United States and. What I do, I own two franchises here locally, uh, Fairview Plantation and Bluegrass Country Club. And even though we have several magazines in Nashville and all over over the state, uh, we're not looking for more, more communities. We're looking for the right communities. So what we do is look look for the right community that, that fits us and that our sponsors are really looking for. Uh, we don't concentrate on the wealthiest neighborhoods. We just concentrate on the greatest concentration of wealth. You know, in other words, uh, 10 or 20 people who are multi-multi-rich are not what we're looking for. We're looking for uh, a neighborhood that's well-known and has several businessmen and people who have uh, disposable income and a good concentration of community. And then we pick out a few of those uh, all across the nation. We probably have a thousand neighborhoods across the nation. And then we, we collect up people in that, in that neighborhood residents who actually provide us stories about their dogs, their kids, their pets, uh, everything about them. And then I put it together. I, I bring all those, those people together, that community together and make a really nice glossy magazine that goes in there once a month. So 
what I'm doing is connecting to the, the neighborhood. I'm, I'm my sponsor's connection to everybody in this exclusive neighborhood. Okay. And, and for our listeners who may not be here in Middle Tennessee, um, tell us where these neighborhoods are. Okay. Um, in, in Middle Tennessee, uh, we, like, we don't need a lot of, of, lot of, a lot of different communities. But we do uh, the Bell Mead area, we do the Governor's Club area, the Laura Brook, West Haven, the Grove. Those are right in Middle Tennessee. But then we do several in Chattanooga, several upper end neighborhoods in Memphis, several in Knoxville. So we just target those those upper end neighborhoods. Okay. Yeah, it seems it seems to me that the criteria for um, a neighborhood to meet if they want to be a good neighborhood for an end to publication, there needs to be a sense of community. There needs to be a concentration of wealth. There need to be a lot of influencers there and a lot of, a lot of community engagement, because that's, that's really what your magazine is promoting a level of community engagement in a style that's kind of, I I hate to say this, but it's a little old fashioned, but probably welcome. What do you think about that? We, we have discovered that, People are only going to read or pay attention to things that that interest them. It, it, it's got to catch their attention. So, why would you read a magazine that comes to your to your home? And that's because it's about you. It's about you and your neighbors. It's it's like a a yearbook. You wouldn't want to see my yearbook, nineteen seventy five. You would frown if I if I showed you my yearbook. But if I showed you your yearbook. You would be excited. You would look in it and see pictures of your friends from years ago, and you'd say, I know him and I know her, but I know what you're really looking for is a picture of you, something something that interests you. So in our magazines, we do that. We have pictures of you in there. And while you're looking for pictures of your neighbor and stories about your uh, the kids down the block or people winning awards, you're really kind of looking for you. So that's we we look for that neighborhood, and then we find that community, and then we give them what they're looking for. Yeah, I, I think that's pretty cool. And uh, if listeners, if you're not here in the Nashville area, the two neighborhoods that Randy is serving are northeast of the city. They're in Hendersonville and Gallatin. Gallatin is where I'm located, and I have had the opportunity to place ads for some of my clients in some of your magazines. So Randy, tell me what, what is the right type of business to put an ad in a neighborhood magazine? Is there a criteria? Is anybody, can just anybody advertise or do they have to meet some, uh, a certain criteria? Uh, I do do a interview with with my sponsors. Uh, we're not a good fit for every, everyone. Take for instance Starbucks. Okay, when I say Starbucks, you think well they don't need advertising, but yet you see them on TV and you see them all the time advertising, and they would not advertise in my magazine. The reason being, they don't really care if their customers live in a fifty thousand dollar house or a million-dollar house. They just want your $5. So they're not a good fit for me. 
It's kind of mass, low income uh, for, for them, fast turnover, low, low profit margin. I guess a high profit margin, but you understand what I'm saying. Yeah. But there are people who, who need my uh, more exclusive neighborhoods. Um, people are looking for a connection to the community, you know, like, like banks or people trying to get out their words, hospitals who want to connect to those, to those particular uh, neighborhoods, people who are looking for higher rates of return, uh, people who are looking for people who will, who will pay extra for, for quality and to supply the needs of someone that's, that's unusual that you really don't think about, you know, screens that go on your patio deck that, that motorize up and down. Not everybody wants those. Uh, if you have a product that's you're trying to get information out to sell your product, those, those are really high for me. So I interview my sponsors and see if they're a good fit. It does me no good to sell an ad to someone that they're not going to get a good response to. But I don't really want 200 ads in my, in my book. I, I'd rather have 40 or 50 that, that service my, my residents but produce for my sponsors. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people think that print media is dead. I just got to put that out there. Mm-hmm. But sure. these neighborhood magazines seem to be doing quite well. I know that the, 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 the magazines that I've seen are well-read. People talk about them. So why do you think that print media is dying, but these magazines seem to be thriving? You know, I, I agree. Print is dead. Uh, I go to my mailbox every day and throw out a lot of print items. Uh, the mindset of most people is that if you can get on the internet or get on your on your phone, it's going to go by you quicker. You're going to get in front of more people. They're going to see it. That's that does make sense. But if we have a product or a niche that they actually are looking for every month, that they that they lay on their coffee table, that they lay on their kitchen uh, centerpiece. The kids are fighting over it. They're wanting to see whose picture in there. If you had that kind of product, when you open it, the, the impact is, I think, 68% more in print than it is when it goes across your screen. Now, I know when you're, when you're on digital and an ad goes across your screen, you don't really think that it, that's affecting you, but it is affecting you. But it's 68% more effective if it's in print. So, so that's the reason it, it actually works. Um, it, it has to apply to you. We love digital, but we also love scrapbooks, yearbooks, memories. If, it, if it's about me, take, take a, a school board meeting that's happening in Seattle. We, we may listen to it, but it doesn't really impact us quite as much as if that same issue that's going on in Seattle was going on in our school board meeting. It's very personal and it, 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 it makes us, um, it affects us a whole lot more. So we're, we're a lot more to take it. So when a magazine comes, it's about you, then they're interested in it. The HOAs, you know, we, we work with the HOAs. Uh, when an HOA comes and tells you, you can't plant a certain plant in your neighborhood, uh, it's very personal and you take it very, very personal. Where if it was an HOA in 
Texas, you wouldn't care if they couldn't plant your particular uh, hosta that you wanted to plant. So since our residents actually contribute all the, the content, they're putting in there what they want to hear about, the, the successful stories. Um, people who have lived long lives and, and you know, they were an FBI agent and they want to talk about their, their past history. Uh, those things are very, very intriguing to everyone. Uh, the, the rule that we have is if, if Nashville, Tennessee, which is close to here, has a marathon that's got 100,000 people running in it, I don't really care. I'm not putting that in, into one of our community magazines. People just don't care that much about it. But if one of my neighbors is running in that same marathon, then it's going in my, in my, uh, in my, in my magazine because now the, the guy down the street or the father uh, of the kids next door, he's running in the marathon down in Nashville. That's, that captures them. That's the reason we've gone from print is dead to really we got a niche that no one else has. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I, th- I think that's pretty cool. One thing that comes to mind for me as I'm listening, like my listeners will be listening, not all forms of paid media are right for every business. And putting an ad, being a sponsor for an N2 publication in a neighborhood is a form of paid media. What kinds of businesses come to you that you turn down? Who's not a good fit to advertise in one of these neighborhood magazines? If uh, I think they fall in two categories. Uh, one of them is if they have to sell a lot of a product where they're only making a small amount of profit. Uh, if they're selling cookies or balloons, I'm just giving those examples. They're going to, 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 to offset whatever they spend on the advertising, they're going to sell a lot of cookies and a lot of balloons, and they know that. They need to mass uh, identify us in some other way. We're targeting those people. Th- those are not good, uh, good fits for me. Uh, the other one is people that are desperate. Uh, a person that's going out of business or, or you know, just needs to raise money very quickly uh, they're not good fit for me. Uh, or say they just got in business and they're running on a, on a shoe screen budget and they just, they need to get their name out there and get somebody in there fast. Those are not good people for me. I, I need folks that are, are our target. Our target sponsor is somebody who's wanting to brand themselves and say, I have a specialty here and when you're ready, I'm going to be ready for you. If that makes sense, take. Um, I, I like to use this. Um, a, a swim pool guy puts an ad in my one of my books. Never has it happened that someone opens up one of my magazines and goes swimming pools. I think I'll buy a swimming pool. Just doesn't happen like that. But they see the ad, they think about it, and they go, oh, "That'd be nice." Next month, they see the ad again. Eh, I don't know if I want a swimming pool or not. Next month, they see the ad, yeah, swim poo ad in there. But then their neighbor walks over and goes, hey, Randy, I'm thinking about putting in a swim pool. What do you think? Oh, man, I know just the guy for you because it's been ingrained in me. I, I know the swim poo guy here, mm-hmm. and I feel like I'm connected to him. So, so those are the people who, who make a better fit for me. 
Yeah, yeah. Talk about the types of ads that seem to work best for your advertisers. And and I ask this because um, I run across a lot of business owners who say, I, you know, I don't like to advertise in magazines because you can't tell what um, business, what leads came from those ads. So tell us about the best practices that you see advertisers use to be able to connect a lead to viewing an ad in one of your neighborhood magazines? Okay. I think it's a two-part question. Let me talk about the ad first. Um, When everyone's familiar so much with digital and when it goes across your screen or 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 your phone, it's got to make an impact. It's the same way in, in, um, traditional print, it's got to be relational. It's, it's got a, um, you know, a picture of a dog won't affect everybody, but, but there's got to be something that, that is relational. It's got to be clear and pointed. Your ad, your ad has got to say, uh, what it is that, you know, if you're cleaning carpets, it needs to, it needs to screen that pretty easily without having to read it. People are not going to read it a lot. Uh, they're not going to get down into the the words of, you know, how good your carpet cleaning service is unless they need that service. And but just sweeping by, they, you've got to get a clear and pointed message. Uh, you got to know your message, and it and it can't be too crowded. Uh, that's what repetitive colors, repetitive logos, those things stick in your mind. And then when the neighbor comes over and says, "Do you, you know anything about swim pools?" Oh yeah. I know the swim pool guy. He really didn't know him. It's just that that message is stuck in, the, in their mind. And that kind of comes to the second part. How can you track it? Um, tracking, I, you know, I've probably met a thousand sponsors that have talked about tracking to me. And they most of them say, I ask every customer where they heard me from. So I've spent years trying to figure out is that really true or not? So I call that customer and they don't ask me where uh, where I heard their name from. I send other people in and they don't ask, but but we think that we ask. So, but I thought, well, when they do ask me, what do I say? So when I'm being tracked, I, I don't know where I saw their name come, come up. I, I, I just really don't know. So I looked at my personal experience. And I shock most people by saying this. I've never bought a single thing from the Internet. That sounds ridiculous. But I buy a ton of items from the Internet. So how, what does that mean? It means that when I have a referral or I see something or someone's got a product or a service that I know or someone tells me about it, uh, I go to the Internet and I check it out. So I walk in that business and they ask me where I heard about it from. I looked it up on the Internet. Or I never tell them that I saw it on a billboard or I saw it on TV or I saw it in magazine. Tracking is more about uh, impressions. It's more about being top of mind. How do you get on the top of mind of your target market? And that's where our niche is. 
So have you had advertisers who've run um, ads or sponsors who've run ads that say, mention this ad and get 10% off or mention this ad and get a free widget? Do those approaches seem to work and do a lot of your advertisers use those? Um, I have had people use those. I don't, most of them don't because if I looked at my personal use, I'm not, um, you know, I'm not a high end uh, moneymaker. You know, I don't make a ton of money, but I, but I'm also not living poorly. The only time I use a uh, half off price or something like that is when I'm buying cookies or balloons or a meal at a new restaurant, I might use those type things. But when I'm buying flooring and I've got an ad in there that says $500 off your first order, I'm suspicious. $500 off what? Did you? And so I'm, I'm automatically throw up a, uh, a defense. So I really don't recommend that in these exclusive neighborhoods. I think that, it's it's kind of a putback. I'm not going to walk into a store with my magazine and say, "Give me five hundred dollars off of your flooring or your roof system that that I need." Uh, I really, I'm I'm just suspicious that they're going to mark it up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And when I when I tell people that, the, the sponsor goes, "No, we don't mark it up. We actually give them five hundred dollars off." I, in my opinion, uh, those things. Don't don't really do branding for you. Well, they do do branding, but it maybe do a branding that I don't want to be branded in. Well, your your remarks really point to the importance of knowing who your audience is, because there are audiences who would be very happy to buy whatever and get ten percent off. Right. But the audience that you're serving, the readers of these magazines, are a very um, they're a very affluent, savvy, and discerning group of people. And so if there is a call to action that could help you track, it, it has to be something other than here's how you can get it the cheapest, which yeah. is what a lot of people do, I think. Yes, and I think that's where your clear-cut relational message comes in, uh, a, a nice ad that, that just embeds in your mind whatever the product you're selling uh, swim poos comes to mind and then you could have something in there, you know, ask for, ask for Fred or, and if you're coming to my store, ask for Randy and that, that would, that would be a, a call to action. Uh, I, I do use discount coupons at restaurants sometimes, but you know, I'm over 60 years old and they expect me to bring in a coupon. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Well, do you remember the days of Groupon when, <laughs> I mean, I don't yeah. know. I don't even know if Groupon is, is really that prevalent anymore. You just don't hear about it like you used to. But I mm-hmm. know that businesses that I worked with when Groupon was a big thing, they complained mm-hmm. that nobody, that, that, that people came in with Groupons and then they never came back. And that tells you something right there about the kind of buyer who's looking for the deal may not be the one who's interested in developing that kind of relationship with your company. And, and again, that speaks to your point. Yeah, I, I fully agree that, that there, there may be a market for Groupon, but 
it's not this market. And that and that's what I believe makes a makes a really good point. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I like to offer my listeners a key takeaway from every episode. So I want you to answer this question for me, Randy. What is the most important benefit that advertising in a neighborhood magazine can give to a business owner? It's pretty simple. It's connecting to your target audience. And that what that ever that means to you. If your target audience is Middle Tennessee, anybody who has a head, you're trying to sell them a hat, then you need to advertise to, to Middle Tennessee people who's got a head. If you're if you're more narrow than that, you you really want to hire in, then then I'm your target audience. If if these are your target audience, then you can connect not only through my magazine, but through my events, through through repetition of the ads. Uh, we also offer Facebook and Instagram that backs up our ads. Uh, we geofence the uh, neighborhoods so that when they open their Facebook and Instagram and see even, even some of their IP addresses on their on their uh, personal computers, um, then our ads run on those on those devices so we capture this market entirely uh, I, I'm not trying to sell to everybody in middle Tennessee I'm trying to capture one one market so the tart the takeaway is do you want to connect to this neighborhood yeah do you want to connect to this affluent influential um, motivated and discerning customer? And if the answer is yes, then a neighborhood magazine, a paid media buy in an N2 magazine might be for you. And, and, and I have had people say no, and I appreciate that, you know, because I don't want them to be disappointed, uh, but most people want to. And the second thought is, can I get referrals in that neighborhood? And my answer is yes. If you, if you already have customers in that neighborhood, the referrals are going to come fairly easy. If you don't have customers in that area, then we're going to have to build you a customer base before referrals are going to come. Yep, yep. Okay, Randy, if somebody wants to work with you or they want to learn more about placing an ad in one of the neighborhood magazines that you have here in Middle Tennessee, what's the best way for them to connect with you? Uh, probably just personally to me first to kind of, uh, answer your questions, and, and I would be glad to do that. Um, obviously, my phone number, th- you can call me or text me. Either one is fine. My, my number is 931-224-3259, or, or you can email me. Um, my email address is randy.daily, so that's R-A-N-D-Y dot daily d-a-l-y at n2pub.com the letter n the number two p-u-b dot com okay that sounds great and i'll put that in the show notes in in case uh anybody um wants to just check there so randy thank you again for for taking the time out to chat with me today i think this is a this has been a great way to introduce people to 
uh, and a paid media option that um, a lot of people don't even know exists. That's true. All right. Thanks again, Randy. Thank you so much. Do you hate your logo? If the answer is yes, enter Crash Course Marketing Academy's Logo Rehab Drawing for your chance to win a free brand analysis, a basic brand style guide, and a fresh new logo. This $2,000 value can be yours absolutely free. If you're the winner, the rehabilitation of your visual brand will be the topic of a special video episode of the Crash Course Marketing Academy podcast. To enter, visit CrashCourseMarketingAcademy.com slash Logo Rehab. Logo Rehab. It's time for an intervention. Thank you for listening to the Crash Course Marketing Academy podcast. If you enjoyed the show, why not leave a review? It's easy to do on whatever app you use to listen. We would love your feedback. And speaking of feedback, if there's a topic you would like Gala to address on the podcast, let us know. Just drop us an email at info at crashcoursemarketingacademy.com. The Crash Course Marketing Academy podcast will be back next week with more straight talk about marketing your small business. Until then, 